The U.S. just lost its strongest ally in Latin America. Will Colombia go the way of Venezuela and Cuba? Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. This past Sunday, voters in Colombia narrowly elected a hardcore leftist as president. Gustavo Petro is a former guerrilla fighter. He served 18 months in prison, and he has not renounced his violent past. He was a close advisor to the late Hugo Chavez, who, after winning election as Venezuela's president years ago, established a dictator with immense assistance from Cuba. In fact, ruthless security forces from Cuba helped keep Chavez's successor in power. Petro made soothing pro-democracy noises during his campaign, but he will nonetheless press ahead with a radical economic agenda. He plans to use punitive taxes on large farms as a means to seize these land holdings, democratizing the land, he puts it. He'll end oil exploration and mining, despite petroleum being a huge source of government revenue. He plans to impose onerous tariffs on imports, put punitive taxes on businesses, print up plenty of pesos, which will stoke more inflation. And he'll restore diplomatic relations with Venezuela. Cuba already counts Petro as an ally. Colombia will become an even bigger source of drugs to the U.S. Moreover, Petro will work to emasculate Colombian democracy the way Chavez did in Venezuela. Petro's economic nostrums will fail, but he'll use the chaos as a pretext for amassing more power and going after scapegoats, that is, his opponents and the country's commercial class. What's unfolding here is part of a global unraveling that portends a more dangerous world. Chile, which had once been a phenomenal economic success story, elected a hard-left president earlier this year. Mexico's president, a veteran of the left, is trying to undermine the country's independent institutions. France just saw big gains in its parliamentary elections by both the left and the fascist right. Traditional leaders, regardless of party labels, have failed in recent years to pursue pro-growth economic policies. The resultant stagnation, now inflamed by inflation, is providing fertile soil for these extremists. Moreover, the perception that the U.S. is a declining power fans the anxiety of a world losing its once peaceful moorings. Unfortunately, the Biden administration feeds this perception with its damaging economic actions, including its foolish crusade against fossil fuels and its nonstop attempts for more taxes and spending. One area, by the way, that badly needs more resources is our military, which the White House resists at a time when China is rapidly expanding its armed forces. One telltale fact, while Beijing is adding more and more ships to its navy, it now has more than we do, the U.S. is shrinking its fleet from 298 to 280. The administration and the Federal Reserve are floundering in the fight against inflation. Now, the U.S. will reawaken, just as we did in the 1980s after the disastrous decade of the 1970s. But the question is, after how much damage? I'm Steve Forbes. Thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again. Oh.